The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. You might be listening live here in the Seattle area at 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, You might be listening live on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Or perhaps you're listening live on Facebook Live on my professional page. But wherever and whenever you're joining us from today, um, we're grateful to have you here. We are going to be talking about how we can sort of delve into um, a certain aspect of who we are in order to regain balance, uh, to move forward with purpose during these uncertain times. Uh, Our guest today um, is... Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. Number one best-selling book, I believe. It's a best-selling book. When she was 20 years old, she met an astrologer who blew her mind and changed her world, world forever. So, you know, she was very intrigued by astrology. She had officially been introduced to the world of astrology. It was then she realized the stars in her own world had aligned just right, and she had found her life's purpose. Um, Deborah went on to, to deeply study the mind and body, earning a bachelor's degree in psychology and dance. I love that combination, mind and body, from New York, from York University, and a master's degree in clinical psychology from Antioch. Over the past 40 years of professional, professional experience in private practice, she specialized in helping thousands of individuals achieve emotional health, and she uses the personality elements of water, air, fire, and um, earth. Uh, She works with families, she works with individuals, and she lectures all over the place and probably does a lot more of that from Zoom these days. like to welcome Deborah Silverman back to the show. Hi, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you. That's so fun. I love hearing that introduction. But Deborah Silverman, she did dance, she did psychology, and she did stars. That's the truth. Yes, yes. And I think of that as, you know, bringing down the wisdom from the universe, sort of the more ethereal wisdom, um, dealing with the emotional, the psyche, and integrating that into the body as well. So it's kind of like, to me, it's a wonderful combination because I think oftentimes what we do is we sort of pick one and focus on that as opposed to integrating them together. So I I love that you've got Well, that's the whole model of my book is the four elements. Like you can't think of four wheels on a car. So if one is down, the car doesn't drive. So it's the same thing in this life. Like if your mind or your heart or your body, or your spirit are out of alignment. So the whole name of the game is how do we get this to be balanced? It's a, it's a lofty order. It's a big job. But can we actually honor all four directions? Uh-huh. 
So what are the four directions? Again, I, I know I talked about it in the intro, but tell us a little bit about okay. each one. So water, like we spend nine months in water. It always begins in water. You wake up in the morning, you have a cup of coffee, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you go into the shower, you know, the toilet, like you, all, everything's water when you start the day and we start creation. It's backwards because they don't tell you that in real life. Everything starts with the big bang, but not an esoteric law. An esoteric law, it starts with the quiet, with the meditation, with the internal world, with the prayer. So the cycle begins with, and there's those personality types who are super sensitive and they cry at commercials and they feel really emotional all the time. And that's the water personality that just wants everyone to leave them alone and just have some quiet time. That's the water personality. Right. And the air personality, then we take our first breath, we come into that creation of this reality with a breath. And that's the people that talk and they think and they have millions of questions, like think of a child. They get a name, they go to school, they study their minds, they're hungry, starving, and they're constantly asking, excuse me, excuse me. So it's the air element in personality types that read and write and study and listen to podcasts and go on the radio. Their mind is starving, like, rah, 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 rah. they just want to eat. Right. That, that air person, they're called airheads. They're always thinking, they're always skinny, you know, as compared to the water person who's the cry one, the sensitive one. Uh -huh. And the third category is earth. And these are like the super practical, grounded, money, numbers, executing, organizing spreadsheets. They love those Excel spreadsheets. Like these earth people, they go to Costco and they buy boxes of Windex and they have, you know, they have everything they have is its ultimate supply because they're worried. They worry the earth person. Okay. Not, am I on time? Am I being practical? Am I making money? Am I getting things done? Am I checking things off my list? And the air person's going, where did I put my list? I can't remember where I put the list. And then the water person's going, I'll help you. You need me to help you. So the water and earth get along great. Because the, okay. the sensitive one loves to help the practical one. But the air one is like, I am so bored. Are you kidding? We're going to work and clean? This is so stupid. Which brings us to the <laughs> last category, which is fire. And these are the people that are super energetic. They're super physical. They're super funny. They eat too much. They spend too much and they're way loud. Air, fire people have no volume knob. And they're uh -huh. the ones that love adventure. They're really blunt. They yes. stick foot in their mouth and they get in trouble all the time. So they get along great with the air person. Because if you imagine putting air on a fire, the fire gets bigger. So they really are compatible. If you imagine putting water on earth, the earth grows. So the water and earth get along great. Fire and air get along great, but if you put you mix them up in the wrong order, and now we're having conflict in relationships and how we operate in business, there's a million variations. Interesting. So these times are unprecedented for a variety of reasons. One has to do with um, people are being forced to be inside their homes, forced to follow certain rules, rebelling against certain rules. Um, but beyond that, it's brought up fear for a lot of people. And it seems to me that people are, are kind of reflecting upon their lives to figure out what's not working here anymore, what's working well. Um, and, you know, who am I within the context of this new normal? Um, is it possible to utilize this? Totally. in order totally. to navigate through this i think more than ever we're being asked to go back to basics like look at us we've mm -hmm. all been brought home we're all on zoom i think it's so funny we live inside cyberspace yes. so the, the relationship with the elements like with the basics like literally drinking water consciously being aware of your emotions 
letting yourself be sad or lonely and like not there's nowhere to go we can't distract ourselves i mean i traveled my whole career until this year which i'm really enjoying not going to the airport but there were so many million ways of distracting but now water the element of quiet was really brought into focus during covid and then air who do we really want to talk to like what's the real like this what's the real yeah. nature of our conversations that are genuine so we know who our friends are because this came down to really whose voice do you want to hear and then right. earth like keeping your space clean and making a sacred practical world of eating properly and taking care of the mundane when you had to because there was nothing else to do some people loved covid because they got their houses all clean but some right. people the practical world money became such a big giant issue during this era so uh -huh. it's being able to get back to basics like what do i want to spend on and how do i budget and what do I value as far as food? And then fire, oh, that was the hardest one. The fire people really didn't do good during COVID. All they wanted to do yeah. was go out and play and they couldn't. Yeah, I, I think of the fire people as being very physically active and um, it there, there's, there's nothing worse than being caged when you're a wild animal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for those people, it's been really hard. I think this particular moment in time, the elements of, for me, this conversation, the first chapter of that book is called crisis, because I knew it was coming. I, I didn't know it was a virus, but there was no way we could continue our society the way we were doing it. We we're indulging too much. We like we're, we have no respect for the future. So we all had to stop. Crisis happened, as I predicted. I didn't know it would be a virus. That's so shocking to me. But I knew something would happen and it brought us to our knees and took us back to basics. That's what the elements are. You can't live without water. You can't live without air can't live without food and you certainly can't live without the fire of your heart, you know, the heartbeat or the sun. So, you know, it's like almost like those bells are going off. It's almost like we have been forced to be humbled and re-examine what this life means. And I think it's really hard for lots of people to admit that like their jobs, I, you know, I live in a place where the entire economy has been radically changed to the point where People are really in a vulnerable state. We don't talk about it very much, but there's been such a radical alteration to what we expected. And that's where the elements come back. Like I have pleasure in consciously smelling the wine, drinking, this is fire, smelling the wine, drinking the wine. I've slowed everything down to a turtle's pace. That's what I did during this thing. And uh -huh. really respecting the elements, like really appreciating my food and really appreciating my friendships. I found out who's really there for me and really letting myself feel compassion. So I, I feel like this crazy time is exactly what my language, the elements were asking was, will everyone just come back down to earth? Will you guys all come back to basics? And for me, I've devoted a lot of this time um, researching information and assessing, okay, we're being told one thing, is this really true? I mean, I'm, I'm a former research statistician, used to design and analyze clinical trials and cancer research. I, you know, I, I can totally see that in your chart. You do air. Your gift is air. I've got air and earth kind of combined, but yeah, probably um, definitely got strong air. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to delve into this and find out what's the truth, what's really going on here. Are they telling us the truth? What's right? Going down rabbit holes. And it's like, Having something to research um, is is has been um, invigorating for me. 
as opposed to like, oh, I'm just stuck here and oh yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm well, just so you know, that is 100% error. So your, yeah. your fascination was to research and that's what happened during COVID. So then you got a chance to really spend time down the rabbit hole. That's where astrology, we, our market, my school, I teach astrology to people only twice a year. The market, it's closed right now, but we have two semesters, one in September, one in January. During COVID, we did a sale that doubled all of our, I mean, everyone stayed home, went into the rabbit hole, studied astrology and opened up their mind. So this is what I'm talking about. Like it forced us back to basics. And you are clearly one of those people that loves to use your mind. Yes. So you get this opportunity to stop time and really go in. I, I find it so beautiful. I, I know I watched the two different personality types. Some people loved this quarantine era of 2020 and some people just hated it. Yeah. And the introverts loved it. Like, you mean I don't have to go to a party? I can stay home and read? I have guilt-free <laughs> cards. Not to, like, I'm not traveling? This is wonderful. And the extroverts were like, I'm going to hurt someone. I, I've got, I mean, I, I'm sad that I can't go and be in front of people and teach. I love to do that. Um, but I am an introvert. Um, but it, for me, it's this double-edged sword. It's like I've, I've loved the time, having the extra time, getting to delve into things. And you know, talking to friends on the phone. Um, but I'm also feeling rebellious, like how dare they do this to us? You know, like they, and, and so it's this weird mix of frustration, but also thriving within the midst of, of the time and space. I think it was life. I don't think there's they, I think life said, and, and that's what the first chapter is about. You cannot keep consuming the way you are consuming oil, everything, money, food, how we have, so life said, stop. You're going to go and conserve. And, and we blame it on a virus. We blame it on they, and we get so confused because we don't know who to blame it on. But if I, as an astrologer said to you, there was no astrologer that was not wondering what Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto were going to do in March of 2020. Nobody was, I mean, we all right. knew something was coming. So and, if, and, if, go ahead. But I don't have a perspective that it was the virus because when you look at the information, there were no more deaths in 2020 that there, than there were in 2019 than there were in 2018. So it's like, there's something not quite right here. Totally. Yes. Uh-oh, Mercury is retrograde and you just froze. Are we all good? There you go. We're, there's there's something fishy. Absolutely, you're right. And your mind is so, you're such a... Um, inventory like you ask a million questions and you never let people tell you what's true until you make it yours that's very yes. clear yes. and so i think if we take the biggest point of view from the highest angle what we know is that change is inevitable we were on a path of self-destruction absolutely we did, not, we did not know how to stop we did not know how to address the inequities the, the um, imbalance the injustice the lack of diversity that was so everything came pluto and saturn came together in march of 2020 and said and now we will do front and center stage change so change should have been written all over the sky and then we would have said okay don't hurt me don't hurt me like just do the change give us a memo don't start screaming at us but we don't change until they scream at us yeah yeah and i don't it's it's the sort of thing where um regardless of why it happened it is serving our collective evolution for sure. It's it's a it's a very powerful um, invitation, or really, it's more of a kick in the pants, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Like, like, how do you do with change? I know that life had to come and smack me around every time changes occurred in my life. And that's that, that's the name of the crisis chapter is what does it take for me? I am not. Are you going to change? Well, I'm getting better because the it's it's like the little changes. Yes. You know, if I'm on vacation and some and suddenly something happens, have to change plans. I'm great at that. It's the big changes that I struggle with changing career, getting out of a marriage. Um, you know, there, it's, it's the kind of thing where um, we, it, it forces me to reevaluate who I am and, and sort of, how do I put this? Facing the illusions of who I thought I was and my attachments to them are the most difficult part of change. And, as I've let go of, you know, various aspects of who I thought I was, I've discovered, oh, wow, that felt really good. So, you know, as I've exercised the change muscle, so to speak, um, it's not quite as difficult as it once was. Well, I don't like it. But, I, but and, <laughs> and to add to that, in this era of my life, like during COVID, my relationship blew up and it was very surprising. I think many people can say this. It was just an energetically extreme state that accentuated what I wasn't admitting. And what I wasn't admitting was that I am um, far more emotional than I knew. And then I went into COVID and my sensitivity really came forward and then being alone, oh my God, that was a brand new window. And then I went, walked past lonely because that stayed around for way too long. And then suddenly it became this rich doorway to your point of like self-discovery and doing research and writing. I started writing. So, so here's the point. The four elements are your personality type and you probably left sure. something behind. There's probably some part of you that you loved, like maybe it was the writer, maybe it was the musician, maybe it was the exercise, but you left it behind because you've gotten a grow, you turned into a grown up, and grown ups <laughs> seem to get sedated or they get a little bit stagnant. But I've realized during COVID and during this era, we have to recover what we left behind. And so part of the book and part yeah. of my life work, I have a project called Tell Me a Story that I teach where you learn the elements and you journal. And then each class you give yourself back to you by discovering what you left behind. The first prompt is what I left behind. Mm -hmm. It's been wonderful to see um, how I could admit to myself one that I don't like change. I didn't realize it. I, I, it was kind of, I, I thought I was so flexible. I'm not Two that I had never faced my aloneness, like being alone. During right. Thanksgiving, for example, that was shot. My kids were gone. I could, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then I walked past lonely, and then I walked back into my writer, and I went, "Okay, honey, I guess it's me and you." And so this is where my I realized my error, like you have error as a communicator, you wouldn't be on the show without it. That sure. was one of my skills that I'd left behind in my own quiet because I'm always uh-huh. distracted by the other. So that was a wake up call, and that's what you know. One of my new projects is turning people on to. Bells going off and stars coming on and finding what you left behind. Mm. And I, I love that you're talking about um, sort of re-embracing aspects of yourself, the elements that you've left behind. Because I think about shamans and they talk about soul retrieval, so to speak. Um, and it seems like we're having some issues with video here. Um, I think we- we're going to go. We're going to go to an early break because I'm hearing buzzing and, and we keep getting some freezing uh, of video. Mercury's retrograde. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. So we're going to talk more about 
that and what astrologically is going to happen in, in 2021 yeah, or what, exactly. what the environment's going to be and um, also talk more about the missing element. Stay tuned for more with Deborah Silverman here in just a few moments. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. The vibration of change. That magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? 
please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Eptrup Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Well, Benny, you know, when... When the buzzing was going on, we knew something was wrong. And as it turns out, it was at KKNW's and Loose Cable. And um, I just kicked it. I just kicked it, it harder. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do it. All <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and thank you, Olivia, for doing what you're doing at TTR to, to make all this happen, too. But um, okay, Deborah. So. Mercury in retrograde. What does that mean? And, and, so we just had a, a front up close personal experience of that. Um, it simply means, you know how when you're on a train, like at the subway in New York or in London, and there's two trains going at the same speed and all of a sudden one looks like it's going backwards? Yes. Like it's, a, it's an optical illusion, but it literally that's what Mercury retrograde is. We're, we suddenly Mercury and the planet Earth is going the same speed. And suddenly Mercury appears as if it's going backwards. And it happens three times a year for about two and a half to three weeks. And it reduces our ability to maintain communication. What just happened was like the perfect example. So it, puts, it puts like stress on computers, on airplanes, on cars, on like the first, honestly. On people. On people. Oh <laughs> Sorry, it happened to you. Yeah. So people, so the trick is to giggle. I'm glad you're laughing that the solution during this era is to continually find, you know, your humor system because uh, what's the option to get pissed off? Right, right. It, it, it ex- underscores that we aren't in control. You know, we, we like to think we're in control of various things, but um, boy, oh boy, we have to let go. Although I've heard that Mercury in retrograde is a great time to do certain things. How is it helpful for us? February 21st is when it stops. Um, how is it helpful for us? It's, it requires, I think it cultivates compassion and humor. Like you can't get mad. It, it, like we have to slow down. That uh-huh. it's, a, it's back to COVID. I think the whole thing, if you think back to olden times or earlier civilizations, I personally walk everywhere I go or I bike because of this very factor of my respect for the elements. We go so fast. We're moving in speed of light. We have no respect anymore for taking a deep breath. Mm. We're enjoying the food. I like to think of kissing slowly. Like, why can't everyone just slow down? And so Mercury retrograde is like, excuse me, we're going to piss you off. You're either going to get upset or you're going to giggle and laugh and take a breath. Which will it be? Mm. I've heard it's also a good time to reconnect with people, redo things like editing, you know, an article or a book, go back and... Yes, you go backwards. It's back to being slow. You think of the, tr- the the train going backwards. So people come back into your world. Unfinished business. They mm-hmm. say, "Don't buy a house." I think this is so funny. Don't buy a house and don't buy a car. Really? I, like you can't not do those things, but you can do them slowly and go backwards. And so, yes, old things come back for review. Great time to look behind you and say, "Was there anything that I was supposed to finish that I never like? Is there anybody that I need to communicate with that I left behind?" Right. Right. That's a really good use of Mercury retrograde. Okay. So what else is going on in 2021 astrologically? Well, there's this wonderful thing today. I don't know if you knew this. There's five planets in Aquarius. It's really, yeah, yeah. It's your flavor. Um, yeah. It happened in 1962 and 63. The last time it happened. And look what happened in 62 and 63. 
Like the world changed radically with drugs, alcohol, the death of the president. Like we were in such a radical, radical change. Well, we are right now. Yeah. Nothing's the same. And while we make a mistake of saying something's wrong, back to the change word, nothing's wrong. There's five planets in Aquarius, and this is going to last all the way through to May. Jupiter, Saturn is going to stay in Aquarius. And it's inviting us to change. I mean, really, this is the invitation to say, what about me? What about this life? What about society? Can I let go of so I'm no longer sticky around wanting approval to be liked, to conform, to match? Because Aquarius says, no, 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 no. You wear exactly what you want to wear. You do exactly what, that's Aquarius. You know this one. Like, do not follow. Do not follow. Uh, My son is an Aquarius and, um, I sometimes get impatient with people like, you know, I'm, I'm three steps ahead in, in, in certain ways in terms of belief systems and stuff like that. It's like, come on guys, catch up, catch up. You're in the future and you're waiting for us. Yeah. 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 And, um, I'm, I'm sure that there, there are detrimental sides to it as well, but it's, it's kind of like, it it feels to me that it's, it's cutting edge. And so we we're coming off this time where there was all this upheaval and then people were forced to be more self-reflective, reflective of what's going on in relationships and in their own lives. And then, um, and now we're, we're getting to this place where, you know, we are being invited to reassess and, and change based on that assessment, right? Yes, yes. With this new, I feel the difference. As soon as it happened, which was coincidentally right during the election, the energy shifted as soon as Saturn left Capricorn for the last two and a half years, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter were in Capricorn. It was a very heavy time. And everyone knows this, that our government, whatever side you were on was challenged. Mm -hmm. There was no harmony. There was no agreement. There was no capacity for us to look eye to eye to someone you disagreed with. Then in came Saturn and Aquarius. And now we're saying, hold on, please, please. Even if we don't agree, can we just be nice to each other? And that's Mm -hmm. the new era. That's the new energy. And you can feel it's gotten a lot lighter. It's it's not um, it's not the same pressure we were living under that created pretending, that was the last two and a half years, that we had control. Now we know we're out of control mm-hmm. and there's a permission for everyone, Aquarius, because you are ahead of us, mm-hmm. to ask questions like, how can we be kind? I mean, these are important questions. We, they they are. And it's really important right now that we start to figure out I had this fantasy that I wanted to create in every city in America, a building that had a split down the middle. You could walk in on one side, you were red. You walked in the other side, you were blue. And then the wall came out in the middle of the room when time came and person got grabbed the microphone and said, hi, I'm learning how to listen. And everyone had, before they got their driver's license, they had to stand in front of their political opposite party and say, hi, I'm learning how to listen and see if you couldn't get a driver's license without practicing how can we listen to each other? Because we are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It, one of the things that, um, from my perspective on the collective this past year, is there's been a whole lot of projection, actually, for a number of years. It, it's, it's like, are we willing to face those things that psychologically get projected onto individuals, onto the opposite party, onto, you know, groups of people in a variety of ways and it's you know i've seen the worst of humanity come forth like you know somebody tries to walk into a store without a mask and and there are neighbors or there are members of the community you know shaming them and and it's like really really and 
and it's like, okay, well, you know, if you voted for this person, then this is who you are. And it's like, really? And it, it's, it's almost like we need to look at the, the nuances of what we're viewing, look at the truth of what we're seeing as opposed to projecting our perception of what it should be or what it is exactly. um, onto that person or situation. But it takes such a muscle. If I had one knowledge, like looking at the change in 2021 to 2023 with Saturn and Aquarius, this is the, uh, once every 30 years this occurs. It was back in the 60s. Uh -huh. It happened once before and then again in the 90s. I would say, could we cultivate the ability, as you were just describing, to, like this just happened to me. So this person voted so different than me. I'm working with them. I found out. I watched the whole team go, what? And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the new era. We can't be just talking about spirituality and not applying it firsthand. Yes. In your like, so, so I took a deep breath and I went, now I have to stay above this. I've got, this is the art of what Aquarius says. Turn on your observer, yes. step back, uh -huh. notice details, turn off the emotion and just let yourself be in the present moment with what you're seeing as a human but we're not very good at, it. I'm not very good at, it. I, I had to talk myself off the ledge, like, uh-oh, can I accept that this person voted for someone I didn't vote for? Yes, you can, Deborah. And uh -huh. this is practice. So I encourage everyone listening, if you could just consider in the name of Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, and there's four, five planets right now, five planets today, to consider the possibility that we're changing the future by opening up our minds and being able to consider how do they think? I always ask this question, what was God thinking when she made you? <laughs> it helps me to have so much compassion. Like this person, even who I don't agree with, they have a function here. Uh -huh. They're part of my family. And and one of the things I think we're, we're going to be going through based on my, you know, rabbit hole dives um, is that we're going to have to ask ourselves what's really true. And we have to be willing to say, oh my goodness, I've had, a belief system or I'd had attachment to a certain perspective that I might have to assess and consider the possibility that it's not true. Yes. Oh and, and that, that is like, that's mind boggling, boggling for most of us because we have been socialized in certain ways to believe in certain ways. And we have deep attachment because it's, it's almost like it threatens our very survival. If, if our beliefs aren't true. So it's the courage to say, that's very honest. That's very Aquarian. It's, and this is what the day's about. Like, I want to, like, let's get practical. I like to bring everything down. Part of my life's work and tell me a story, the course that I teach and also in the school that I have, I like to go out of theory into practical because that's where the tires hit the ground. Mm -hmm. So one of my deep beliefs that I had to re-examine, certainly, like here we are in Aquarius, is can I actually be with someone that I don't get along with and be nice and not mm -hmm. get triggered? And the answer right. was not, I'm not very good at this beep, beep, beep. So then I had to redo my, my belief system was, is I want to understand people. I don't understand. Uh -huh. It's a radical thought. So I would love to encourage everyone in the name of Aquarius under the guy today to ask yourselves, can you accept someone that you don't agree with? Can I watch the news? I watch all the news on purpose uh -huh. and I do it deliberately to see if I can neutralize my reactions, because as you say, I'm so attached to what I think is true, uh -huh. I can hardly hear anybody else. Yeah. And for me, um, it's funny because years ago, gosh, 15 years ago, my guide said, stop watching the news. 
you know, and, and so I didn't watch it unless there was a tsunami or something like that. I purposely detached from that. And then in 2017, my inner guide guidance said, watch the news closely. So I followed the news and I, I had certain attachment, like, oh, this is true. This is true. And then during the COVID restrictions, I started going down some of these rabbit holes. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I've been programmed to believe something and this is disagreeing with it. Let me, let me explore the truth behind this. It's like, oh my goodness. I don't know that what I've been trained to believe is true. And so it's, it's been this, um, I've seen my own personal attachment. I've had to let go of some of that attachment and it sort of forces you when you face that what you believed wasn't necessarily true or might not be true. It does force you to come up, kind of get that to that observer perspective, which is a really powerful place to be because then it's kind of like, well, I don't have attachment to either one, but it's going to be interesting seeing how this ends up. Right. And that's, Um, that's the whole, my whole book is based the tell me a story class and the book, the missing element is all about how you cultivate the muscle of compassion because the observer, it has this very generous heart. So if it looks at you and says, oh my God, you're so stuck on that thought, or it looks at your neighbor and said, you suddenly ask this question, like, what was God thinking? Like, how does life, so it creates compassion and the observer, I always make this analogy. The judgment is, here's first, the observer says, the toast is burnt. Is simply a fact. The judgment is you, idiot. You burnt the toast. Now that's the judgment. So the observer just tags and names what's going on. And that's what my book is all about. How can I be face to face with what's occurred in an ex relationship with my kid, with my boss, mm-hmm. and just name it without getting carried away with my emotional body, water, or with my stupid stories, air, or with my judgments, earth, or with my unbelievable opinion, fire. Like, how do I stand still and Uh simply be in the Aquarius? Because this is the quintessential Aquarius energy of today. And it's not, and the reason why they're so advanced is it's not easy. I I see that you really want to learn truth. That's your quest. Yes, it is. But for some of us, it's really uncomfortable because you challenge everything. Well, and, and it's been uncomfortable for me in some ways as well, but, um, you know, I've, I've got, um, what you probably understand that they call mystical rectangles. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a couple of those and, um, according to Anne, everything. Okay. Everything's okay. I'm going to look for your mystic rectangle. <laughs> um, and Anne Ortley was an astrologer who was doing my chart and she said, Oh, so your your job in this life is to um, question belief systems and open people's minds about that. And it's like, yeah, well, I happen to be writing a book about spiritual myths, you know, and doing some myth busting here. So it's it's the kind of thing where, um, to me, it's 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 not necessarily comfortable, but I just can't help myself. It's kind of like birthing some birthing a baby, you know. You just can't help yourself, even though there, there's some pain along the way. It's like that baby's got to come out. So I feel sort of the same way. Like I, 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 I'm a truth seeker, you know, whether it was as a statistician once upon a time, a healer, you know, somebody in the consciousness movement, it's, it's, I'm always seeking truth and it's not always comfortable. Is there a particular myth that you blew up that really affected you? Oh gosh. Well, it's funny because, um, there, there are some in the political realm that I'm not going to get into right now because it's going to trigger people. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, but the, the, the one that sort of 
in the, the spiritual myth um, book, the very first one that I was facing was when I was getting triggered by somebody's behavior who was acting very, very spiritual. And I recognized that um, in the consciousness community, not not universally, but it's it's in the new age community, sometimes there's this judgment, oh, there are good emotions and then there are ego-based emotions, right? And so my feeling frustrated and angry with this person, which was very legitimate because there was some stuff going on behind that sweet, you know, can, the, the, the candy sweet kind of behavior. It was manipulation, I could sense. But um, I thought I started judging myself for feeling angry and not being all spiritual back, you know, like sweet back. And I realized, oh, I've got this belief that emotions, certain emotions aren't spiritual, you know, like that, that within the context of the top 20 spiritual myths, and they're like, they're, I, I think I've counted at least 30 at this point. Um, it, that was the first one where I was saying, okay, well, I've bought into this belief system within, you know, the, the, my new age consciousness development. Um, maybe there's some other things that aren't true that I've been buying into as well. It's so refreshing. Yes. The myth of, here's some of the ones that I don't like. You create your own reality. If I hear that one more time, you picked, you picked your parents. I'm like, excuse me, was I on drugs? Like, what, like <laughs> they showed me all these people to stand up. They were all these little Jewish people in Detroit. What ones do you want? Are you kidding me? So it, it feels like those generalities that are put in place by spirituality, to your point, I love saying, I don't know that I create my own reality. I know that I make choices. And I know that I have some free will once I wake up inside the dream, but those generalities that say life is perfect. I want to throw up. Life is not perfect. Life is a moving target that is teaching us, but don't you dare use words. So there that's, I really love that Aquarius. We're so in Aquarius right now, the willingness to challenge all that new age classical stuff that gets handed to us by having an independent thought. And um, one of the, the, the spiritualness is that it's always helpful to seek spirituality. I wrote a chapter for another book, uh, The Downside to Seeking, and it's about my own journey in relationship to seeking. And, um, you know, I even challenged the the phrase, seeking ye shall find, as being um, translated properly. As it turns out, it wasn't even translated properly. So the way we've been interpreting it was not the way Jesus said it, because when it got translated from Greek into English, it wasn't translated correctly. So it's like... and, and by the way, folks, if for listeners and viewers, if you want to get the uh, the audio version of that chapter, um, go onto my website, sign up for the mailing list. If you get the, the freebie, and um, you know you can download it anyway. So there, there, yeah. So once I opened my eyes to, oh my goodness, I've been buying into something that's not only not true, but it's keeping me stuck. Right? <laughs> that I had to sort of take the blinders off slowly and say, okay, what else am I, am I believing in that's not helpful for me? It's so many people say that word stuck. I find that so interesting, especially during COVID. I feel so stuck. And we're back to the four elements now. This is all this conversation today has been about air in honor of the five planets in Aquarius today, which is the mindset is what liberates us. And as soon as the observer's on without judging. So there's a good one. I'm stuck. There's a thought process that you believe is true, then as a therapist, as a good therapist, I'll come in and go, are you sure you're stuck? And then they'll say, well, I have three kids and I have to take care of my family and I take care of my mother. And I'm like, doesn't sound stuck to me. It sounds busy. Let's change the word. Sounds like you're really caught by responsibility that's not letting you feel free. That's different than stuck. But we have to challenge. This is five minutes. This is the new era. How honest, and to your point about truth, 
how current, how much am I independently thinking? How willing am I to really pause, take a breath and ask myself, is there a thought process that's holding me hostage to some concepts? This is what telling me a story, the course that I teach. Is there some thought process that's got me locked down that isn't even true? But I'm so identified with that storyline or that narrative yeah. that I have, I have to have somebody come in and pop me out, which is uh -huh. what I do so much in my work. I have a client, a student came to study with us. I love the story. She's sitting in the room. She's a Taurus. She's super shy. Uh -huh. I take one look at her chart and see that she's got all this fire. And she says, classically, I'm very self-conscious and shy. And I don't like being in a group. I look at her chart and I go, that's not true. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, excuse me. Underneath the system, here's what we left behind. You were the loud kid that loved to be physical. Am I right or am I right? And she goes, you're right. And I said, and then you left that behind and you became this grown up. And now you're sitting on yourself and I'm going to reactivate. And then right in front of our eyes over the six weeks, you saw her fire came back and she lost all this weight. And all of a sudden, the story she had that was stuck because she got locked in a thought, as you're, to your point, and didn't do the examining or the questioning or the inventory or interrupting herself, she got stuck. And then I got to watch her. And then she became like the mascot for the school and her job changed. And it was like a life changing. Wow. But that's what my life work is, is challenging people to think about the way they hold themselves to update and refresh so that you can come back to life. Because honestly, if you're breathing, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> the fact is you're alive. Right, right. Oh, that's a great story. Before we go any further, I want to make sure to get an opportunity to, for you to mention about your website and what it is you offer. Okay. How do people connect with you? Yes, we'd love to do that. You want to take a break or you want me to do that now? Or no, do go, ahead, go ahead and do that now. I just, I don't want to run out of our conversation time and then not have time. Okay. So Deborah Silverman, D-E-B-R-A, Deborah Silverman Astrology is my website. And um, there is these courses that happen, as I mentioned, in September and January, the full course. But every other month, I teach Tell Me a Story. And it's me personally in a small group of like 12 people. And uh -huh. we do this very intimate respect of the um, elements. And then you tell your story. I just, I was the kid in kindergarten who like couldn't wait for the teacher to hold the book up and do that thing where they show the pictures. I love story time. So tell me a story is you telling us your story and me interrupting. And that happens every other month. And then we have this new thing starting in the spring called continual stars. It's CS. We've nicknamed it CS. And it's a way to study astrology as a beginner on bite-sized bits, very low hanging fruit. Like you can take one little class on just the planets one little class on just the signs. So that way people can begin to learn astrology because this is my dream is to bring back the elements or astrology to people in a very simple way. So there's the basic thing you can, and then the last one is my favorite is the star community. And that's on my website. It's a website. It's a membership platform where I have interviews with all these famous people and I have videos about all the 12 signs. And so if you're just tickled by your entrance level interest in astrology, you can go to the star community. It's, it's a $200 price point and you can get that downloaded into your computer and just get lost. Talk about, you would love it. Get lost yeah, in the library of all the astrology information, short videos, long videos, interviews, PDFs, and all kinds of ways of teaching people how to respect the stars and the that's my life's work is how do you get back to understanding that nothing's wrong this is not a mistake it was right. meant to be honestly it's not perfect <clears throat> and it is designed by an intelligence that brought us astrology there's some powerful wisdom inherent in that ancient system if we would just slow down and learn it in bite-sized bits make it super simple yeah and i know it is very complex so it's the sort of thing where um 
it can be a little overwhelming to me. I've never studied astrology except for like, you know, I've gone down a few astrology rabbit holes, mind you, but um, I've never really studied it because I've relied on other people to look at it um, because it just seems so complex. It's, it's kind of like, yes, I mean, I, I did my undergrad work in mathematics. I did graduate work in statistics. So it's like, I can go down and, and learn all that stuff. But when I look at astrology, I think it's as complex. And I don't know that I want to take the time to learn all that stuff. So okay, I love the concept what? of bite-sized pieces. Yes. So I'm just going to blow your account. I'm going to do one of those things you love. I'm going to change your idea right here. I teach astrology in very simple levels. Like it starts off at a fourth grade level. But because I'm a psychotherapist, I teach it according to your chart. You study you. So then it becomes super interesting. Now you're right. learning about your psychology and about your shadow and about your timelines. And so I, the level one class, which doesn't start till September, but you can, you can take the little classes in the spring where you, just to your point, where you do one size bites. And then all of a sudden, I feel like a drug dealer. All of a sudden people are addicted. I mean, I feel bad because <laughs> then they're like, I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm like, oh God, I started. And I can't tell you how many people, their husbands say, what happened after you met Deborah? This is getting bad. But then the other hand, they're much nicer to their husbands because now they understand those funny right. traits and they've got compassion. Yeah. So you talked about some friction between, um, certain elements people who have you know a strength in in an element or um so what do you do if you're in a relationship with somebody and your elements clash great question i get this a lot so first thing is like for example your error it would be very hard for you to be with someone slow it would make you crazy if they couldn't respond or they didn't have wit you'd be like uh-oh i'm gonna judge you i'm gonna get mad at you i'm gonna start poking you wake up I could just see who. So, so you need someone who's perky. So that's good to know. Now, what if you ended up marrying Mr. Slow, a turtle? Uh -huh. Now, the next question is, if you're not, if you're not single looking and wanting to use astrology to help you, then the next question is, how do I accept this person? How do I fall in love with who they are? Well, that's compassion. And that's understanding. Oh, if you're with a turtle, you might want to leave the house and run around the block three times, then come back in and have dinner. Uh -huh. you're not going to be able to sit next to the turtle without wanting to poke him and you'll irritate him and he'll feel judged. So the question is, how well do you know your partner? Mm -hmm. How well can you accept them? And then how well do you know yourself so you can coordinate because you can't change stripes on the lion. You know, this is mm -hmm. like, these are qualities that are, and they're beautiful once understood. So the short answer is get the book, the missing element, figure out your partner, accept them or not. Uh-huh. And are we sometimes being called like through relationship to um, explore aspects of ourself that relate to other elements? Yeah, they call that karma. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what that is. Yes. You are asked to ask to get relationship with other aspects because you promised you'd learn it. And sometimes it's really hard. Your mother was really loud and you were water and you were so sensitive. Your dad never talked and you were air and all you wanted to do was talk. These are dilemmas. But I'm telling you, once compassion is brought forward by the observer, by the book, by turning on your, it's amazing how much compassion, I feel like I should be like a compassion machine. Like that's really all I want to do is say, if you're a Republican and you're looking at a Democrat, can you just take a breath and put on the name, the lens of compassion? Right. And right. then ask that funny question. What was God thinking when they made you? <laughs> and, and I think that if we have this perspective that, um, there's nothing wrong with the other person. 
and they are as lovable as we are, right? That that does a lot to reduce the size of the chasm between the people. A hundred percent. And it doesn't mean you have to have dinner with that person. It doesn't mean you have to even sit next to them. It just means that you can look over and go, wow. Like I love to look at famous people's charts, especially the ones that get in trouble. Like everyone from Bing Crosby, the Bin, not Bin, what's his name? That poor man, Bill Crosby, Bill Cosby. Uh-huh. Yes. All the way to looking at a, um, at Hitler's chart. Like I find it fascinating to ask the question with the voice of compassion, what creates the dark? Yeah. What allows that to occur? And can I be curious? This is Aquarius. This is the new era without the impulsive to you, what you said, the impulsive judgment, the impulsive opinion, the impulsive know-it-all. Like, can I just back up and go, wow, what Uh is that? And that makes me become compassionate. And that's my life's work. Yeah. And I, I think in terms of, you mentioned Hitler, I think about the, the little I know about his upbringing is, you know, it was a horrific upbringing. What if he had been loved? Well, it would have changed history. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a great lesson. That's such a profound question. So you can all ask yourselves as we finish this, is there anyone that I can't stand that even at a distance, I can turn on my observer and put my eyes of love on and say, in the name of, you know, pretend you're seeing through the eyes of God, what can I do to soften my judgments and refresh my ability, even to looking in the mirror? <laughs> How about making it really simple? Look in the mirror and the part of your personality, your body that you just go, rah, 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 rah. just suddenly take a moment and go, this is the gift that God, the life gave me this body. How can mm-hmm. I see through the eyes of love and soften and create some compassion. And if it starts with you, I promise you'll be able to do it to others. Yeah. Oh, that, that is such a profound message. That is a very profound message that we have to love ourselves in order to love others well. Yeah. Cause you know, there's yeah. parts of all of us that we wish we were different. Certainly true for me. I wish there was parts of me and I've learned so much through my own study of astrology. Like Deb, this isn't going away. you got a lot of energy. And by the way, it's not getting less as you get older. Uh Oh, so you either fall in love with this or, you can't get divorced. There's no divorce in heaven. You're stuck with you for the rest of the time. <laughs> Love it. I want to thank you for joining us here today. It's been a fun conversation and um, it seems like a very timely conversation. So we've got five planets in Aquarius, right? Today, yesterday, there was six. today, yesterday there was six, but still five is excessive and it's all about open-mindedness. And honestly, it couldn't be a better job. Your Christine, your, what you're doing is exactly the job of what's being asked for 2021. Be open-minded and ask hard questions. Okay. Thank you. DebraSilverman.com, right? Debra Silverman, astrology, three words. Astrology. Oh, there we go. Yes. And on Instagram. D-E-B-R-A. Yeah. And on Instagram, the same. Yes. All right. Great. Thank you. And I want to thank our listeners and viewers for joining us here today. I look forward to talking again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.